Welcome to the New School of Marketing podcast, the place for smart, simple strategies that will amplify your business results. Sharing practical tips, insider knowledge and actionable advice because marketing is something that every business owner can do. Now, let's get started. Introducing your host, Bianca McKenzie, mum, lover of snow sports, camping, horse riding and in-demand launch strategist and Facebook advertising knowledge bank. Welcome to the New School of Marketing podcast. I'm Bianca McKenzie and today I'm talking about DIY marketing for small business with Kerry Zab, Director of Zinc Business Solutions and founder of BizNation, Kerry Zab grew up on a farm in the Western District of Victoria and now lives much closer to Melbourne. Working in and with businesses for the past 20 plus years, Kerry lives and breathes small business. Launching a passion project podcast and a Facebook group in 2020 felt like the best use of her downtime brought on by COVID-19. And a little interesting fact about Kerry is that she tries to shuffle dance on the treadmill to TikToks like a lot. I love this. Welcome to the show, Kerry. Thanks, Bianca. Thanks for having me here. Uh, it's my pleasure. I love talking about this kind of stuff. Before we dive in, um, actually, maybe we'll leave it till to last because yeah, I do want to talk TikToks because I have never ever gone into TikTok before. But maybe we'll leave it to last to talk yeah, about that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. We'll dive right in now and focus on the subject of this podcast and of your zone of genius, which is marketing for small business. So when someone tells you that they want to start their own business. What is the first piece of advice that you would give them? Yeah, really good question, Bianca. Thank you. Um, My biggest tip for small business owners is that they really want to start thinking beyond, like when you start your business, you've got to register your ABN and then you can actually, you know, proceed to register a business name. It's really important, and this is something that I tell all of my small business clients, to secure your business name and your social names at the same time. There is nothing worse than having an awesome business name and then you find out that the social name's already taken or you've got to change it up too much. Sometimes some dots and some underscores are okay, but if you can't get anywhere near your actual business name for your social handles, it can actually be really disappointing. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And I would also probably say that do a little bit more research because if somebody already has that name potentially in another country um, or even in the same country, but they may not have, you know, secured the the website domain name or something like that. I don't know. You can get, get into a little bit of trouble, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Good point. And, yeah, with the social handles, obviously, I've seen a lot of people adopt the um, underscore AU on the end of their social name, which mm-hmm. I think that's okay, you know, that, that kind of works. Um, but then, obviously, with your domain names, you know, if you want your .com, you really want your .com and your .com.au. So just a little bit to consider there when you're starting your business across your domains and, and your socials, yeah. Yeah. Well, the fun of coming up with business names. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, So once they've, you know, secured everything and they, you know, have got all of that in place, in terms of marketing, we all have to start somewhere and often on little or no budget. Can you give our listeners some tips on how they can get started if they have little to no marketing budget, which is 
probably most of us. It's kind of how I started. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, we all start there and, and I'm, you know, full confession, probably, you know, top of the list as far as starting the, the social media journey and the marketing journey. And, yeah, there's no budget. When you first start your business, you've got to get out there. But obviously with the, the no or very little budget, as you said, like it's just a, a crazy space to be in. But you've really just got to dive in. You've got to open those social accounts, like I said before, with the name if you haven't already done so, and just start getting out there and engaging. One of my biggest tips to small business owners is to join some Facebook groups. I think this is a really, really great place to start because most of them have an advertising post or a promo day or something that you can start getting your business name out there. Um, But also at the same time, you've got to be engaging. You know, you've actually got to get online and, and get some get some posts out on your own accounts, hit the groups and and start engaging with others. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. It's all about relationships, isn't it? Like oh, you wouldn't be anywhere without yeah, knowing other people and relationships. Like couldn't you can't really do the join a group, post on promo days and then never show up kind of thing. No, no, not at all. Mm. That's that's a bit taboo, isn't it? Oh, it totally is. And it, it, you wouldn't work like that in the real world either. Like you wouldn't just, you know, go to, I don't know, like a party and then literally just go, hey, do you want to do you want to pay me? Yeah, <laughs> hand over the business card, say a few words and walk away. Yeah, no, no it's rude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, I totally agree with you. Socials and Facebook groups are a really good place to, um, to start with DIY marketing and, like, it's that time versus money thing and I don't know about you but yeah when I first started out I had a lot more time than I had money so mm. I just spent my time yeah relationships yeah 100% so social media is a really good opportunity for small business and there are so many platforms out there what advice would you give to someone just starting out with social media for their business yeah, I, I think with your social media, for, for me it was it's all about getting your um, organic socials right. So many, you know, small business owners, we fall into this common trap. We hear about, you know, paying for the Facebook ads and these days obviously paying for ads on Instagram and all these other platforms. And, you know, you've got to put, again, going back to the budget, you started your business, you've got no money. You, you may not have made any income yet. So my biggest, you know, piece of advice is to really just get out there and, and just start your organic messaging and get that right first before you even think about paying for advertising because your your graphics and your language and your copy and your captions and and hashtags it's all going to change like from when you first start in the social media space for your marketing it's going to evolve and it's going to form its its own kind of life form as you progress in those first few months. You'll start at one point and, you, you know, you might not have even thought about your branding of your business, your colours that you want to use and, you know, what your how your voice translates into your captions. So it's really about spending quite a bit of time on that organically from the beginning um, just to get out there and, and start, yeah, start moving in that space. I love that. And even though I am an ads manager and I do. Whoops, sorry. No, I actually agree with you. (laughs) Um, I would definitely not recommend anyone who has just started their business to run ads, especially 
if you're still in that space, like you said, where you're still evolving, where your things will change, yeah. like hardly anyone sticks with their first um, iteration of their business and their brand. Mm. Like I started in a completely different space. I did way more email marketing and social media management when I first started. Yeah. Um, I didn't really roll into Facebook advertising until later. And even now I can see that with my clients the ones that do best are the ones that have built a solid um, presence and foundation in the organic Mm. social media space so like honestly I would yeah no I was sitting here nodding I'm like yes I do (laughs) paid ads but it's not where I recommend that people start so yeah I totally agree with you get the social the organic socials right and even if it's just one platform because I don't know it's it's always a little bit hard to spread yourself really thin so focus on one or two where you build those relationships and yeah get it first like you said absolutely and the other thing obviously when we're first starting our business is we're finding out where we belong you know like are Mm we best placed on LinkedIn on a B2B space or are we on Facebook in depends on your age demographic and the target audience that you're looking to hit as well some I've seen a few people, you know, hit Instagram and it just didn't work because they're, you know, what they're selling or, or what their business is all about, just that audience isn't there. So yeah. that's input. I think you've hit the nail right on the head. Finding the right platform is is key as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing. And then, yeah, building those foundations first. And I really love that you touched on that, things will evolve and yeah. things will change and as you find your feet and as you start working with clients you will things will fall into place a bit more so yeah definitely build the organic socials first yeah <laughs> um before you start spending money yeah. <laughs> and some of us are a little bit lucky the way I started was uh, like I started everything as a side hustle so you know I could still pay the bills <laughs> with my job and mm-hmm. That was funding my business for for a, well, a good two years. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then I started to make some money in my business and I had a little bit more space to invest. But social media is great for oh, yeah. getting started. Like we have, yeah, we have so much at our fingertips now. It's amazing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, sometimes DIY marketing can get a little bit frustrating and people might not know what they are doing and if what they're doing is the right thing. What would you say to those people? Well, I've got a financial background, so numbers are are really my thing. Um, And for a lot of people, that's not the case, but I just think test and measure. It's like key point number one. So you need to look at your stats. So whether you're on Facebook or Instagram or, or any of the other platforms, go to your analytics and, and see what's happening. If you're doing a, you know, you're starting off small and you're just doing three, three to five posts a week, go and see what they did, particularly on Instagram. I love the insights on Instagram and, and seeing how posts performed mm. and just really get get a grip on that and watch exactly what you're changing and the results that they're giving because you know as we know hashtags instagram use 30 of them use all 30 as they recommend Mm. um and yeah changing those up 
and, you know, obviously not going stagnant in that space as well. It's really quite beneficial to keep an eye on those things moving forward. But particularly when you're stand, uh, starting out, you really need to be, you know, watching what happens. And unfortunately, that sometimes means you need to assign some time to it. Um, you know, it could be half an hour at the end of the week or even up to an hour, depends how deep you want to dive. But it sounds intense and it, you know, can be a little bit daunting to people, but it's all about the test and measure because you really want to keep your finger on the pulse as to, you know, to get the, again, back to the organic messaging, you know, see what's going to work and, and what, what performs to see what the results are of, of what you're doing. Yeah, I would, yeah wholeheartedly agree and you know what numbers were not my friend (laughs) I have a creative background but gosh they're important especially yeah in even in the work that I do numbers are everything numbers tell you exactly what you need to know and yeah as scary as it is yeah you do need to look at them and Yeah. yeah see where people are you know engaging and oh 100% and yeah. like I've I've decided to go full nerd on it as you can imagine from the, you know with the finance background so I've got a whole spreadsheet and I literally I've got columns and I've got the what I call a column of truth so in between each weekly column is this like little statistic of percentage of increases on the week before so I I take it to a whole nother level but just you know for everybody out there just even just get some basics even just run your eyes past it you don't even necessarily have to record the data but just look and and go and dive in and see what's happening because things will stand out you know things yeah. will will be very obvious very quickly as to what's what's working what's getting attention and what's what maybe just needs to drop off the radar or, or be rejigged into something else yeah oh I love that I love the full nerd going the full <laughs> nerd on it I I actually I have started recording much more and I now record back to when I first started my business and it's amazing because you you always think that you didn't do that well in a certain year and then you look back and you went, hang on, no, I went from this to this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also important to sort of know which numbers to look at because, yeah. you know, your likes can be growing but if your engagement and like the number of clients that you get out of it isn't growing, then, you know, wh- why are you doing it kind of thing. But at the same time saying that you need to give it some time as well. Oh, like yeah. it takes a little while. Oh, it definitely <laughs> um, does, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'm happy to divulge on the podcast that it took me until my third year of business to run a profit. Ooh. So <laughs> it takes a little while to build relationships and, oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. get people to notice you and trust you and then start working with you Um, but yeah like if you don't look at the numbers you're not going to know that yeah and that's the other thing I learned about websites um just to add this in as well it takes a long time as much as you know if you're going organic and you're not paying for some extra help, if you're DIYing your um your website, then you know it's kind of got to be out there for some time. It's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Really it slow. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like if you want to propel your business forward to get that organic social media and organic um, or even like the relationships in Facebook groups, mm-hmm. I think that is that is going to be key in taking your business from zero to the next step. Like it's not so much about being seen everywhere. It's about 
like I read a post recently about someone who said, I don't need 4,000 followers. I only need six clients to pay my bills. I need 12 to be comfortable and I need 24 to build a team. So, and I thought that really hit the mark for me. It's like, oh, mm. that's really good. Like, you, yes, you don't need thousands of followers. Mm. You just need to build those key relationships. Yeah. Anyway, that just really stood out for me. <laughs> I yeah, just thought of it cool. now. Yeah. All right. So in terms of DIY marketing, what's one thing that people need to know or remember? For me, I think um, if someone asked me that question at a barbecue, my answer would be you need to show up. Yeah. It's it's about you. It's about your engagement. But you need to be yourself, you know. It's it's more than just turning up. Like the H to H, human to human is is just so powerful you know it's all well and good to be posting you know lots of wonderful graphics and tiles and and bits and pieces and and we all use that don't get me wrong but at the same time you you've got to be present in your brand you need to be there as a human and just exactly that be human don't be afraid to be human you know we were just um talking uh before about podcasting and that type of thing and you know sometimes you just don't get it sometimes you leave the human aspects in because yes. it's who you are and and people like to engage with other humans you know they're not looking for robots you know there's plenty of large companies out there that people can go to for products and services but you know good old fashioned customer service goes a long way yeah. so to have that you know situation where you if you're comfortable to be on video and, and you know, have your Instagram reels and, you know, as far as we'll talk about TikTok and all that kind of stuff, but there's just so many opportunities to do that and make it fun, make it fun for you. Do what is fun for you, you know, whether, you know, it doesn't matter, bring your personal, if you go on to the days where personal debt does not come into business, it does, you know, the the family are, you know, sometimes in the background or, you know, that type of thing. And, and I guess we also go back to, you know, that engagement, you know, we don't post and ghost. We have to continuously turn up yeah. and, and be present and let people know that you're, you're human, you're alive. And it's, you know, it's what people want to see. Yep. You're a person. I love that. And like, when you start, start at this, you said, if someone would ask me this at the barbecue, it's almost like, you need to picture that you're having like yeah. heaps of barbecues with yeah. like your audience because it is, yeah, like a friend to friend kind of relationship. It's hard though because I think a lot of us, us who come from at least from a corporate background, we have to sort of unlearn that. Like I had to unlearn that because like you had to be all like stiff and professional. Um, <laughs> whereas, yeah, the relationships that I have with my clients now, like they're just fun infused and we're like we are actually humans like and we're not necessarily like I wouldn't say they're friends but they kind of are friends yeah absolutely yeah it's, it's a different kind of dynamic and I love that yeah be yourself and yeah show up as yourself and yeah gosh if I look back at my journey oh my god my first business photos I had the, the suit jacket honestly I never ever in my life would put my hand up to wear a suit jacket. It's just not me. <laughs> so I think it's quite funny that that is my first brand photo. Um, yeah, I, I don't show up like that anymore now. It's, nah, nah. It's, it's the mum outfit at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, T-shirt, how cash, I reckon, for sure. Yeah, like if it is you, then totally do that. But, yeah, no, I kind of just felt like I had to look professional or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. So you started your podcast during COVID, just like me. Um, and a podcast is a marketing tactic, I guess, in a way. And so if the listeners wanted to start a new marketing tactic, for example, launch a podcast, start a blog, make TikTok videos, host a room on Clubhouse, there's so much out there now. What advice would you give them from a DIY perspective if they wanted to get started on a new thing? Well, I'm going to cover a couple of things here. So firstly, Clubhouse, oh, my <laughs> God, oh, my God. Like this is looking like the new happening place and I'm, I've am i not been there yet. I'm, I'm, I'm just at that point where I just don't think I can quite commit that amount of time to really, mm-hmm. you know, take it in just yet. So it's on the list but it's not desperate. Um, TikTok, I actually, I like TikTok because as much as it's a serious, like there's lots of businesses on there and they're really full on with their videos, I think it's a great platform, in my personal opinion, to use as your sandbox. Treat it like your little play park. If you're not sure about turning up on video, make some TikToks. It just doesn't matter. The audience is so big. This is just, you know, again, how I feel about it. Um, the audience is so big, you know, like use it to test and and not not test not and test and measure, not talking about it in, in that sense. If you're fully comfortable to turn up and whatever for sure, take it on board and, and keep it in your, you know, put it in all your platforms and that type of stuff. But I just think it's a really fun place to start having a bit of a play and, um, yeah, see what you can kind of do with it and the fact that you can reuse that stuff across other platforms bonus if you make something cool and you think it's going to be awesome throw it over to instagram um the other one i think which i personally like a lot is blog posts i think it's just an amazing space that you can you know turn it into multiple forms of content and if you love typing it's a super cool way to become an authority in your space yep and as far as podcasts is concerned, well, mine was by accident and in the respect of like I did it intentionally, COVID come along as we all know and I went, oh, I've got some time on my hands, that's been on my list for a while, definitely going to do it fully committed. But it was really a passion project for me. It wasn't, I didn't do it to market, but it's accidentally turned into that, like the my name and the, and the business name are now getting out there as a result of that. So. Yeah. That's a bonus. Um, but yeah, it's a whole nother level. Like to move into a podcast space, you really want to think about what you want your show to be about and and what your vision is for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to kind of take that a little bit more seriously. But having said that, I've seen quite a few shows lately that just turn up like once a month, once a quarter, and they seem to be quite popular as well. So yeah, I guess every, every you make it your own. Whatever you want to do, no matter which platform it is, it's about you being comfortable in turning up in in those spaces. And and as long as you got your plan and you're happy with it, I think that's all that matters, really. I love that. Yeah, I think it's important to have a plan to have some sort of at, at least if you want to use it for business. I think you need to have some sort of plan and ideal outcome of mm-hmm. <laughs> of what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and a lot of things can accidentally turn into businesses and I love that because mm. my whole business kind of is like an accidental <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I think it is important to have somewhat of a plan. And the other thing I would probably add to that as well is commit to it for at least, you know, 
like a decent amount of time, not like mm. three weeks and then go, oh, this is not working. I'm going to no. do something else. Cause that, that's just procrastination. <laughs> Very um, much. Yeah. I do think you need to commit to it for, for a little while. I did blogging for a long time. And mm-hmm. the only reason I moved to a podcast is I was just kind of over typing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm going to try something else. And in a way, I don't know, a podcast, it's kind of like a, I feel like it's like an audio blog in a way. It is. It really is. You're right. Yes. And not to mention these days with transcription, you know, availabilities out there, mm. that's so a thing that turns into a blog anyway if if we speak English, I guess. Like I, I'm a, a – my translation – my trans – yeah, um, it doesn't come out very well sometimes. Oh, yeah, I have that same issue. Yeah. It must be the Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> Mine needs a lot of work because I just apparently don't speak well, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's just you. I've had to do trans- transcripts of people's videos and, like, whatever accent or whatever <laughs> language, even if it's English, like you know, American English, Australian English, it's it's all hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. I love that. Well, that's the end of like the formal questions. Uh, there's a few questions that I always ask. So I want to know, what are you curious about right now? Oh, yeah, that's a, oh, that's a toughie. Um, my brain, I'm a very shiny things person and I get distracted really easily. If I do not have four or five things that I am, you know, working on at the same time, something's wrong. <laughs> um, but at the moment, one of my key focuses is um, actually doing some self-education on copywriting. I just like to get a little bit more punchy in my messaging. Aha, uh-huh. that's never a bad investment. <laughs> Time-wise and money-wise, copywriting, words tell and words sell right yeah that's <laughs> it like that I'm not a copywriter <laughs> but I love it um and if you had an extra thousand dollars in your marketing budget what would you spend it on right now I would have to say and it's it's not actually the right answer but it's just what comes to mind I'd put it into SEO um and the reason for that is because that's another one on my list once mm-hmm. I get past the copywriting you know needs I will be hopping into the SEO space but yeah I think I that is a good answer there is no right answer there's your answer that's my answer <laughs> yay I love it now SEO is like the whole different ball game to me it's, oh yeah it's like it's like one of those things that like I feel like I need to yeah do, yeah but I'm not quite ready I know. I feel like it's a giant beast. That's why I think I chose the copywriting first. I'm still a little bit scared of the SEO. Actually, the two will probably help each other. I think so, right. Yeah. It's a good investment. All right. Well, that's the end of this week's show. If you have any questions about DIY marketing for small business, head to zincbusinesssolutions.com.au. I'll pop it in the show notes as well. A really big thanks to you, Kerry. I loved having you on. Thanks for having me here, Bianca. It's been awesome. Loved it. And thanks to you for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you heard the podcast. Your review will help others find the show and learn more about the amazing world of online marketing. And don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at newschoolofmarketing.com where you can learn more about Kerry, check out useful links, download free resources, and leave a comment about the show. 